I promise it's a one shot. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring explicit language, violence, and mature themes. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to I Promise It's a One Shot, a fortnightly D&D podcast where I might have gone a bit too dark in the last episode. I'm Charlie, your DM, and I'm joined by Norman, Celeste, Talon, Gretchen, and Tavmav. Last time, the party entered the hag's lair and rescued the missing children. Upon entering, they debated on how to knock out a goblin that was seemingly under a spell. Unfortunately, their plan failed, and Gretchen threw Talon through the goblin's chest. They continued on and broke into a cell, finding some children desperate to get home, and two who had known no other place to call their home. So, join us, and I promise it's a one-shot. Okay, guys, it looks like a happy meal did happen. And we're going to have to be really stealthily stealthy, Tamlin, because <laughs> Owen's crunch. Ah, it's super sneaky. It's the super sneakiest. Did you just steam vent? <laughs> 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 My gloves need to have some steam. It's got the power going through them. Okay, so what do you guys wish to do? Uh, we're going to cross the bridge of creepiness. Cross the bridge of creepiness. <laughs> okay. So as you cross the bridge, uh, you can see a couple on enclaves there. Nothing of much note. You can see one passageway here which seems to be leading somewhere. Okay, uh, what about this way, guys? As you make your way down, someone roll me an investigation check. Uh, I'll give it a go. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a go. 12. 11. 9. Okay. Uh, Tamlin, you can see in the ground two sets of footprints. Uh, leading into the body of water, which you can see on the right-hand side. It seems to be like an entrance to some sort of lagoon. Hey, guys, have you seen that? There's two people's footprints, and they seem to go that way towards Ooh, the water. Do you think it's a mermaid? We're going to harm our way here. Ooh, I will call it, I. Ooh, yeah, that'd be nice. So, Tavmav, as you walk out, you can see the footsteps seem to be leading from an area to the south. Okay, guys, let's let, we'll come back to the water, okay? Let's just check down here a bit. Something I want to check out. Okay. Okay, I don't want to check this out. <laughs> <laughs> As you make your way down, uh, you can see that the footprints themselves were actually blood. And you can see what seems to be a makeshift altar. Uh, Norman hides. Can't check my Okay. <laughs> Roll <me> <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to accept that. I don't need to. I was going to say, he needs to roll the punch, but when it comes to stealth, he just needs to say, <laughs> <"Go and hide." laughs> I don't know why I asked. Do you know the funniest thing yeah. about this? The lowest I can roll is 11. <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, the lowest I can roll is, uh, well, with this, it's. Uh, 22 it's normally 12 because if i roll a natural one i re-roll 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, if you say you want to hide, you hide. Uh, you actually <laughs> throw yourself into the wall and you have just gone from sight. Uh, the rest of you, you can see a big pile of blood um, surrounding this altar. Um, it's You can see a lot of evidence of a struggle and you can see a couple of different makeshift weapons, almost like carving knives on the table next to it. Okay. Is there any, like, religious stuff on it? Uh, you can definitely do a religion check. Ah. Fourteen. Okay. So, Gretchen, um, you get the feeling that this doesn't seem to be anything religious. If anything, this seems to be a tradition, the way that they've done this. It's almost like, almost surgical, the way they've done this. Whoever they have carved up, they have placed them into almost like meat packaging bags around the place. Those two, you suddenly remember those two girls who were living here all their lives and you get a sick feeling in your stomach is, how have these girls been fed all this time? Oh, grim man. I did a, I've got a 14 knock on. Is there anything vaguely magical there after taking a very strong sip for some courage? Um, so with your 14, I would say roll me a, 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 a accompanying history check. 13. So with your 13, you do kind of remember some lore about hags. Uh, one of the things you do remember is that hags like to steal children and raise them as changelings who will eventually become hags of their own. Guys, um, we've sent those kids away, and I don't know how wise that was for Luna and Am- Amara. 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 For Amara, because I think the hags are trying to change them. Wait for it. I will have yet, though, have they? You just, you just hear from the shadows. That's fucked up. And there's nothing else around other than the altar and the body part. The Romeo investigation check. Eight. Nineteen. <laughs> One day. So, <laughs> One day I'll get a good roll. Uh, Alan. <laughs> Becca, I got you. Becca, I got you on this. Alan, we need to throw you through people more often. <laughs> <laughs> so, it awakens clarity <laughs> so Tanlin you can see at the corner of your eye near the lagoon uh, what appears to be a stone chest um up here can I I'm gonna do the smart thing here believe it or not and can I try to open the chest with mage hand <laughs> yeah you certainly can so as you open the chest you can see a collection of knickknacks um so there's quite a few different items in there no sort of treasures. Um, however, they all seem to be very interesting uh, little items. Uh, from just from where you're standing, you can see uh, like a glass liquid-filled jar with something inside of it. Uh, you can see a very round, smooth stone. Uh, you can also see what appears to be uh, a very thick, dusty tome. Uh, can I do an arcana check and see what's magical? Yeah, you can. Ah, uh, it's fifteen. Uh, so you get a, a feeling that almost everything in here is magical. Okay, can I... Okay. So as you go rummaging through the chest itself, you, you find three things. So the first one you see 
uh, appears to be a human eye. Um, as you hold it up um, with your arc- arcanic check, uh, you get a feel that this is some sort of detection system. Okay. Oh, shit. oh. Like a sending stone, but a seeing eye. Uh, the very round, smooth stone. Um, the second you pick it up, um, it doesn't seem to do anything, and you p- place it into your pocket. Uh, the very old tome, as you... Can I not put it in pocket if I feel it's magical, because I know what a sending stone is. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I'm not sure I want to put it in my pocket yet. Can anyone else do a check on this as well? Yeah, I'll do an arcana check. I'll try. And I'll fail with a seven. <laughs> Nine. Okay. <laughs> so, anyone else vaguely magical? No, no. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a seven as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a very nice smooth stone I may as well try it again why not uh, <laughs> I have actually rolled for this one depending on what it is it's another 15 I'm doing well for 15s I would like to roll, okay. like to roll like, double figures myself at some point soon I've had a lot of like 8s and 9s okay so as you hold the stone you get the feeling like you should throw this in the air I throw it in the air with me can I used the mage hand throw it in the air, because why not? So the mage hand throws it in the air, and the stone just stops in place, and then starts spinning around the entire group, going faster and faster and faster. Um, you can just hear like the very thin whine of the air being broken with this rock flying through the air, and you can start to see very tiny lights twinkling down from it, almost giving it like a little bit of a light show. Uh, eventually, the stone stops and then lands back in your hand. That was shiny. I think uh, we should leave. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you think? But there's more stuff in here. I was going to say, on the plus side, we now have a light show for the talent show to go with the bagpipes. Woohoo! Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wonderful. We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's time to leave. Uh, so like, oh, guys, there's most of in here, but do you think we should go? Yeah, with let's yeah. go through the water. Wait, should, shouldn't we make sure that the children we just sent off with the goblins aren't going to kill the goblins? I've got some vials on us and like some stuff. Of, I can take some of the water with her. Uh, yeah, so you certainly can take a sample if you wish to. Well, do. Okay, so as you place your hand into the water, um, you take a vial and place it back into your satchel. Uh, if anyone wishes to do any checks about the water, now is the time. Okay, I'll do an arcana. I'll fail at an arcana because I got another fucking seven. <laughs> I'll do an, I'll do an hey, arcana. Rebecca got a thirteen. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give you a head pat so much right now. <laughs> so, Celeste. Uh, you get a sense that this body of water is incredibly deep. Um, far more than you guys could be able to dive down with your, with just your lung full of air. Um, Tanlin, as you look at the water itself, you can see the water starting to ripple a little bit. And bubbles start to rise slowly. Okay, yeah, guys, t- guys, I think it's time to go. The water appears to be boiling, and I don't think that the bubbles are good thing. It might, split. <laughs> it might be changing. <laughs> He's still rambling. 
It might be shut up, but wait for me. Wait for me. I've only got little legs. Wait for me. I've only got little legs. Norman's going like you saying Bolt here. Norman hides. As you dash away from the shadow of the willow tree, the tranquility of nature envelops you once again. Your heart pounds in your chest as you ascend the hill, every step a desperate plea for safety within the sanctuary of the goblin camp. Yet, just as hope begins to flicker like a fragile flame, a haunting wail pierces the air from the depths of the willow's branches. It echoes throughout the forest, a mournful cry akin to a mother's anguished lament, freezing you in your tracks for a moment. I can leave. Yeah, run away, run away, run away, run away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys march through the woods um, further and further towards the goblin camp. As you get closer, you eventually see the fires of the camp and you get a sense of comfort and familiarity as you are now in a safe haven. As you enter, you can see the goblins are uh, looking after the children. Russell and Bramble seem to be like playing cards with them. And uh, one of them seems to be running around playing tag with some of the other children. Uh, one of the goblin shamans comes up and goes, ah, Are these children with you? Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Uh, A little bit. <laughs> ah, they're, they're, they're welcome additions to the clan. Come, sit down, enjoy yourself. You are safe here now. Can I have some soup? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he takes you, Gretchen, by the hand and takes you over to the soup. Uh, what do the rest of you wish to do now that you've entered the camp? I'm uh, going to go find a bed because I lost with fucking gravity. Uh, didn't we have a like a discussion that the kids, some of the kids might not be kids? No, they're all kids, but they're not like haggies yet, man. They're just no, being like groomed. Uh, so, as you look at the children, uh, you can see that they're kind of like pre-teeny. Um, so, like, maybe like 11, 12. Uh, just to be safe, uh, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Okay, so as you cast the, the, the spell, you can kind of see that two of the children are uh, illuminating very slightly. However, the light seems to flicker, almost like a candle in the wind. Okay. I'm going to mention that to Tav Mavas he's trying to walk close to them <laughs> just two of them uh, so the two children who said that they've been living there their entire lives are the ones that seem to be glowing slightly okay I'm gonna I'm gonna relay this to the group quietly just two uh, could I do a history check on hags and kids uh, yes certainly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, from your knowledge, you can't really recall anything apart from, obviously, the folk t- tales of hags stealing children from their cribs. Would I have read anything about hags when I spent me a couple of decades in the libraries and stuff? Uh, yeah, roll me a history check. And I get a 25. I am so smart. I know all the history. <laughs> I, I remember the hag book. That was next to the Build an Iron Man suit book. <laughs> yeah. and hags and how to build Iron Man suits the section of each <laughs> okay so uh, Talon you recall from the, the, the your sober days um, that hags have a history of obviously stealing children from cribs 
um, unfortunately, raising the children as their own and turning them into changelings. What this means is that when the children turn 13, if they are still under the influence of the hags, they too will then become hags. That's basically how they um, repopulate their numbers. Guys, so, basically, when the kids turn like 13... They might become hags if the hags are still controlling them. And they're all magic. So... How do we break the control? Keep them away from the hags? Made of the hags? Is, is that it? Because they, they still like the hags. The, you know, they'd go back if we let them. Yeah, but they don't know any better. They've been with maybe the hags we the should, Maybe we should give the kids, like, mild brain damage, and then they won't remember them. Just whack them on the head. Just, just mild brain damage. I'm sure. Just mild. Like, Uh, like, none of you lot can call me the bad guy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We here at I Promise It's a One Shot do not promote child violence, (laughs) guys. It's only mild violence. Unless it stops the repopulation of hags. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm pretty sure. The kids can be purified and made better. And I'm pretty sure that no. (laughs) Yeah, that would also work, but let's go for not that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's a nice magical bit in the camp which we could maybe do something with, or maybe the goblins could do something with. Because we can ask the shaman, but then. We might be kind of endangering the kids if he's just like, kill him. <laughs> yeah, but we'll just, we kill the shaman first and find a new shaman. I think we want to keep the shaman alive because yeah, somebody looks accusingly at Celeste. Got a kiss on them. This is true. You're seeing how many little goblins there are, is. I don't think Tannen's going to like survive me chucking him through with 50 of them. I have a tough gnome. I have a tough gnome. Uh, <laughs> uh, out of curiosity, Charlie, is Doug still alive or have they just slumped his body up against a tent? <laughs> <laughs> so as you look over, you can see the shaman is kind of like wafting his so, like stick around Doug's head. Uh, another one seems to be pouring like sand on top of his hands and uh, they've painted his face with ink. Um, so they seem to be performing some sort of ritual around him. So do we think it would make it better or worse if I use some necromancy magic on him? <laughs> <laughs> That's completely I, I up to you. Think... <laughs> we we could use Doug against Hag, so necromancy. Okay, well let, let's focus. Yeah, focus on curing children, then then Doug. You were you were all for mild brain damage before. <laughs> when, it, when it stops the repopulation of hags, just clarifying. <laughs> and it's, so it's not like. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say it's not like I can do the brain damage. I do zero unarmed damage. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so as you uh, all discuss what to do, uh, the goblins start bringing in a couple of carcasses of deer and um, start placing up food. Uh, Tanlin, you can instantly get the whiff of ale. Um, as the goblins start breaking out some drinks and it looks like a celebration is in order. Um, the shaman continues to 
perform some sort of magic around Doug, and the orc chieftain comes up to the middle of the camp, and he says, uh, My friends, you have taken away hags. You have freed us! And like the rest of them all cheering, like, Yeah! Yeah! Um, tonight, we drink and we celebrate. And he um, starts, like, goes over to a deer and pulls off a leg and starts chewing it. Um, so the party, the whole camp seems to be in a state of euphoria um, and start eating and drinking. So I'm just going to whisper to the guys and just say, I don't think they know we haven't actually gotten rid of the hags. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, they're going to be fucking pissed because the hags up here screaming and that. I'm like, yay! Ew. <laughs> 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 yay! They don't know who hurt them. Now, beg. Which was the chieftain's tent? Um, <laughs> I'm going for a spoon! Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna just, get his nature out. Just gonna throw <laughs> that out there. We have a drunken gnome about to get drunker who knows that we didn't do it and is about to chat with a load of goblins. Can you keep a secret chaplain? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's out of earshot. He's already drinking. Oh, <laughs> the goblin walks up to Talon and starts filling up his drink and he goes right and started gossiping to themselves. Uh, what do you guys wish to do before settling into the party? I don't know if like us three should like stay sober to stop fucking Talon from seeing anything. And then we went in all super sneaky like and they uh-huh. didn't even see you. I'm just gonna Whoa. walk walk right next to him. Yeah, stop, go stand near him. Stop playing my bagpipes really loudly. Just put my arm on his shoulder, like, oh, it's such a great story, man. Roll me a performance check, Norman. <laughs> oh, uh, that is a 22. Ooh. You just regale them with the music of your homeland. Um, and the goblins, uh, for the first time in probably known history, enjoy bagpipe music. <laughs> I'll just be drunk um, singing along just to any any song <laughs> um, blue da 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 oh god you fucked me because now do you try and find a bagpipe cover of that song <laughs> it's the song of like... my homeland Charlie you raise it <laughs> I go for like black or something like that who else is Scottish just like go through that kind of ah wood Public domain songs, guys. Public domain songs. Greensleeve. The night uh, draws on. Uh, You guys uh, fully recover. You have a full rest. Um, The the goblins are partying until the early hours of the morning. Um, The shamans continue their ritual around Doug, and the chieftain and the goblins get drunker and drunker and start feasting some more. Um, as you as you manage to cover for Tanlin for the majority of the night um, Russell and Bramble come up with one of the shamans and goes oh, I, I just want to say I, I'm, I'm really happy we came along with you you guys are really swell and you can see that Bramble's like very inebriated well anytime you need saving guys <laughs> we got you back you know, we could take on the hags, and then I would just superman them again. Wee! <laughs> Got them. 
the, the, the goblins go, tell us, tell us again, tell us again how you did it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, we, we would, guys, but, but uh, and I'm afraid our friend Tanlin here really needs to go to bed. Yes, he is very tired. Just kind of give him a whack on the back of the head, like, aren't you? <laughs> oh, my No, 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 stay, stay, drink, drink, drink with us, drink with us. Oh, shit. I guys. One drink. <laughs> your bed. I'm just and so it begins. <laughs> so they pass in here debating whether to hit him with hideous laughter just to shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he passes you a drink, um, Gretchen. Do you wish to have it? Uh, I feel like this is gonna be a wrong decision, but. I go on. She likes the more bougie things in life for breakfast. This is the <laughs> finest wine I've ever made from my duck. Watch it taste like paint thinner. Roll me a constitution check. Oh, God. Is seven for a... <clears throat> Sorry, just a normal check. Then again, it might be me. Wow. Okay, so it does hit you a little bit, but not enough to inebriate you. You do feel a bit of a buzz on, and uh, you start to loosen up and enjoy yourself. The goblins are um, smacking on some drums and playing some music and just having a really great time. Uh, Two of the goblins um, are, like, kind of egging you on, trying to tell the story again, and the children are starting to settle into bed, um, as obviously it's, like, getting close to 1am at this point. Um, So... The all four children go and settle into a bed for the night. Uh, the goblin that was um, chatting to you guys um, starts like, laughing a little bit more and goes, "Ah, oh, oh, I've never felt this alive in my life. Oh, I'm having such a good time." And he uh, starts downing his drink a little bit more. Uh, as you gaze upon him, you see two hands kind of like creep over his shoulders, and the dark fingertips wrap around his neck and pull him into the shadows. Holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew it was too good to be true. I Promise It's a One Shot is a fortnightly D&D podcast. You can catch up on previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast and Audible and follow us on Insta and Facebook. Join us on the 1st of March for episode 9. Matron's Veil, part one. Um, I might have something. Oh? Oh. Do you I said Scott? Some of them at work are listening to it. Um, yes. Yes. So I got the response of, why is there only three episodes? I'm hooked and there's too long a wait time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what's with Gretchen Laquisha. There's others in the campaign, but she's the cool one. Yeah, to be fair, Gretchen is like the fan favorite. Gretchen <laughs> is carrying this podcast. <laughs>